I noticed in the clips that you post, I'm always looking, it looks like I'm looking down, but I'm actually looking at you. But uh, if I look like this, I'm looking to the camera, but you're four feet behind below me. So it's stupid. I what I want though, from those clips, uh, two things. Hi. And uh, nice to see you. I'm thinking of- <laughs> I, <laughs> I was, I, this here's is your first I- time here. You're four fucking years late. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you. Right. First one you should listen to November 8th, 2016. <laughs> oh my God. If they could purge that. So, uh, no, what I would like, I think is that I would like to see your entire head. That's, that's what I try to do on the, um, on the clips where I'm just like, if we could, cause otherwise then, I mean, your left cheekbone is great, but, uh, let's, let's fucking well, Jackie, I'm standing. Sometimes I lean, you know, oh, that's not, right. That's right. You're standing. Like you, you're a statue in your garage. You know, I, I'm dancing. I'm, I'm surfing a little bit. <laughs> There's a lot happening here. And sometimes I have to rest from all my activity. I, uh, I forget that you're the wiggly shouty comic. I do. <laughs> somebody, uh, somebody, somebody was like, are you going to move around a lot? You ever get that question when you're, when someone's like, there's a spotlight or something. I'm like, I'm not, oh. moving. I'm not moving at all. It'll yeah, literally I mean, just, this is, do you get this? This will be great. There might be a little bit of this, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I mean, I know it's a, you know, everyone's got their style, but when people are, comics are pacing back and forth on a stage, it's so distracting to me. And I, I always, I feel like the, whatever they're telling me is repetitive because they don't need to be still to say it. So they're, it's almost, you know, if you're, if you're just telling pure jokes or something, you, you just stand there like Mitch Hedberg. And if you're going back and forth, maybe you're repeating a lot of information in the setup, you know, like in a Chris Rock kind of way, just to hammer it in, uh, hammer it home or whatever. So I, I don't know. It's, it's yeah. a lot to watch the walking. Yeah. It sure is. Uh, I got, uh, I'm not a huge fan of pacing and I'm not a huge fan. Uh, I don't mind some movement and especially if the, if the stage is real big, but mm-hmm. I don't like pacing and I am not a fan of laughing at our own material. Um, just because it yeah. is hard to concentrate it, it pulls me out of the joke. I'm just like, no, I know you think you're funny. If you could please keep it together. Uh, so anyway, um, although, was, you know, there's that guy, I think we've talked about him, right? This guy, that guy, <laughs> you know, do you know him? Uh, seen him in so long, but he, oh, I think no, we talked I, about I, it. He had, he, he laughed. I mean, it was, it was part of his set. Right. Where he, yeah. where his setup was so hilarious to himself that he couldn't continue speaking and the audience would start going crazy with laughter, anticipating what's coming, you know, and it was very effective. Like he would kill, but it, I mean, it, you know, it drives you crazy was, to watch. It was shtick. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it always feels, it feels contrived and it feels like, like I, I want more out of life than it, you're like this guy. Do you know, remember that guy? Yes. That guy. Did he do that? No, no. He had his uh, his shtick. Oh, you mean the way he looked? No, no. No, there's nothing he can do about that. Uh, I meant like yeah. outfits or something. I meant the unwashed look. Right. No, no. I know. It's uh, he just he mm. uh, he has a catchphrase. I, for, I forget it. And it's it's uh, it's over and over again. What? And you remember it? Are you typing it? Yeah, if oh, I say it, everyone will right. know what it who he is, and you literally have to just DM me. And if you don't know comics, you're not going to know him anyway. So, yeah, you know, that is that's justice, because uh, that guy bugs the shit out of me. <laughs> so, I don't mind that because it it is a commitment artistically to something <laughs> that can be annoying, and right. obviously is to you. Uh, it's slightly maddening, but um, yeah, yeah. But I would get mad at the audiences that would laugh at the guy laughing at a setup. I'd be like, don't you, you don't know what he's doing? How could you not fucking see through that? Like, I couldn't blame him because he was 
Like he's working. You're getting, you're getting the job done. Good for you. Right. right. But I would sit there and just be like appalled. Yeah. I was, uh, come to the next show and see how, see, see him do it again, please. Oh yeah, exactly. Come to the next show (laughs) as a possible title because that it's so true. How many times have you, I, I, early days when I get tricked into, into laughing at something that was so contrived, but it had been implied that it wasn't written. Uh-huh. And the thing about standup is that it's, it is written. It's not improv. It's written. And, um, and I don't know. And the second show when, but, but when you, when, when you stumble and fall, like there was the, there was, I think it was the, the worst time. The first time it happened to me where I, where I became enraged was yeah. the clown with the clarinet player whose names are escaping me. I don't know though. Is that well, a Midwest thing? Yeah. Hardcore road, Midwest Dakotas. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a clown. He's silent. She plays the, <laughs> the clarinet. Uh, they make a mistake around 35 minutes in. She <laughs>, laughs hysterically about it. I laughed so hard the for, and I was featuring for them. This is mid nineties and, mm-hmm. um, and I'm featuring for them and I laughed and I laughed. I thought it was so great. Second show, they do it again. And I wanted to stab them with a pen. I was so, I was like, I fell for it. I fell yeah. for it. Yeah. I mean, you see how they do it. Mm-hmm. You should have been yeah. smarter than that. And you weren't. <laughs> I, I, hope, uh, I still hope it bothers you. Story of my life. Uh, so speaking of which, uh, we both got that loan, right? The small business association right. or whatever. Yes. And yes. So, and administration, then uh, right. administration. So I get a, an email asking me for paperwork mm-hmm. and I scrambled to figure out what that paperwork would be. And then I learned what that paperwork would be. And then I give them some of that paperwork, but then the other parts of that paperwork are, Hazard insurance for my corporation. <laughs> and I was like, joke telling corporation of Jackie Cation Incorporated. Jackie Cation Inc. <laughs> uh, has, and, and the thing, and so I was like, well, what on earth is this? And my accountant is like, well, you might have to get this kind of insurance. Like I have for my insurance for my company. And so she sends me her. And so I, I go to her insurance company's website, go to the drop down menu of what do you do? What is your business? Turns out there is no stand up comic. There's no jokety joke. There's no, there's not even mm-hmm. entertainment or a fucking clown car. Right. And so I call them and they're like, oh, we don't do that. And then I talk to Maria and she's like, well, I've, I've had to have insurance for different uh, festivals, like event insurance. Maybe they mean that. And so I go to that website and I fill it out and it's 550 bucks to cover uh, for event insurance for a year. And then I call them up and they're like, and I said, is this, do you think this is the insurance? And the woman goes, yeah, this is not the insurance that you were going to want. And so then I just called Lewis Lee who owns. <laughs> He's always your third choice, no matter what the problem is. Have you noticed that yeah. <laughs> it's taxes, it's marital spats, it's, uh, <laughs> it's recipes. So funny. It's... Right. It was just like Chinese food. Anyway. <laughs> But I, um, so I called him and he said, the only, what they want is they want to make sure that, that wherever your business is and whatever your inventory is covered, your business address is your home. And the only inventory you have is your merch. So your home insurance should work. And so then I called the government person who had sent me the email because they had put their telephone number in there. And I told her and she goes, I think that works. Send me the the home insurance policy. And so I did that. And she emailed me back within an hour going, yeah, that's perfectly fine. Thank you for doing all of that. Laying, right, just th- laying a trail for me. Uh, I, I, did you get that email? Well, listen, I have been stymied by which date to write down. Okay. And uh, I'm trying to, and, and this piece of paper, you basically sent me a, a Mad Libs, right? Where I just fill in the blanks. <laughs> it should be super easy because I know yeah. almost all the information, but the date and uh, just that hurdle made me so depressed all week. I it just paralyzed. It, it weighed on me like something uh, genuinely traumatic. And uh, 
it's still, I still haven't completely finished it yet. Oh, I was like, I was like, this is, I was, I was twitchy as all hell about the whole thing. I was just like, cause the thing is, is whenever they, whenever I get anything about that, I assume they're going to be saying, could I have all that? Could I have that giant chunk of money that you were going to live off of for the year right, right now? Could yes, I have it yeah. back? That's yeah. what I think it's going to be. And it's not that ever. And the date that they want is the date that, uh, that they gave you the money. Okay. But one of the, okay. Um, we can talk off. Okay. If you, yes. if you want more of that. But, uh, anyway. The other thing, like, it's so I get, it's fine, but I mean, your board, show us your board meeting notes. It's dude, we're comics. What the fuck are you talking about? But I mean, you know, we're incorporated. So I guess, uh, so I, yeah, that so, uh, the, the chairman of the board running things here, right. You will talk about that too. Cause uh, I, I, uh, I figured that out as well. So, yes. um, the, and then other than that, I did a bunch of sets this week and was pretty happy with it. Wait, hold on. Before we move on, did you apply yeah. for a second PPP loan? No, I didn't. I didn't. You didn't send me the email for that. And I just, you, don't, I, you just go to your bank. The, oh, the first wait, that's that. That's the one that they forgive, right? Some, I mean, theoretically they forgive it. They haven't, I think they're starting in February, their forgiveness is for the first one. So it, it'll be a partial or all. And then, you know, I mean, the, right, but I, not I the, the SBA. second one's going to be the same deal. Right. But not the SBA loan. That's not forgiven. No, totally separate thing, but uh, apply for the second PPP. And then, uh, you know, I mean, right. that might be free money. Right. All that right. you've paid I, into over the years, by the way. So it's actually your right. Money. Right. Right. It's, it's part of the government that I've paid into often and on right. for low these many decades. Yes. And, uh, and, as will a tax, continue and, and we'll continue to as, um, it's true. What so, about you? Sorry. <laughs> you had sets, you had good sets. I had, I had pretty good sets. I've got to do uh, pretty good chunks of time. Like I did a, a, a paid benefit, uh, sort of not a paid, like a thank you show for a, for a nonprofit mm-hmm. on Wednesday where I got to do 30 and then Brandy Brown. Um, one of my favorite comics to work with out of Minneapolis. I knew you were going to say she's from Minneapolis. Do you realize every time you say Brandy's name, you give her hometown as a follow-up? Oh, no, I Is did it- not. It's a tick. It's a, it's a tick. I'm obsessed with it. All right. Well, I don't know if you know about Lori Kilmartin from Walnut Creek, uh, but, uh, oh, just Brandy. All right. <laughs> Kyle Clark. I don't know. What are you up there in, uh, CB Valley, CB Valley, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Jackie Cation, where the OJ trial was, where the OJ, unfortunately. Yeah, it was right. Mm-hmm. Is or there a, a tour? No, you are super right. Okay. Two, yeah. two miscarriages of justice uh, carried out in Kyle's hometown. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> the grass will one day grow over it. And I, I remember when the OJ trial happened, I, at the time, for some reason, I don't know why, I was getting the Star magazine <laughs> delivered to my home. Sure. That's, that's, it's 200 premises a week, right? In your mailbox. <laughs> Um, yeah, maybe, <laughs> so, but I will say this is that, um, it, when he got arrested and it was the drama of the OJ trial happened, I refused. I canceled my subscription because he was on the cover of every episode issue. Right. And I couldn't care. I, 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 I didn't live here. I didn't know him. I didn't know any of the people he killed. I didn't, I wasn't on the jury. I mean, there's like a litany of things that I was not. I don't even yeah. like football. Right. So um, and th- I didn't even like that naked gun business or whatever he was. <laughs> <laughs> naked gun. I didn't even. Yeah. Huh. I didn't you didn't like, like the movie Naked Gun? Uh, no. In it? Uh, was he in Naked Gun or was he an airplane? Naked I gun. don't know. You brought up Naked Gun. I haven't seen it long enough, in so long. I don't even remember who was in it he at all. He is prominent in the Naked Gun franchise. Thank you very much. O.J. Simpson, prominent in the Naked Gun franchise. Please make a note uh, of something to avoid. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't, uh, I don't, I didn't, I was like, no, I get it. It was those two guys from Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, they have names. I think it was, uh, oh, their they're brothers. brothers, right? Yeah. They're brothers and they were wacky. And, uh, wha- right. I like, I don't mind. Wacky. Are they? 
Yeah, they are. I forget their names, but they're Republicans. Wow. Well, they can, they can eat a dick then uh, with their wacky comedy and their, and their Nazi politics. Uh, (laughs) They could fuck right off. But other than that, um, so I didn't care about OJ and then I moved here. Well, I do remember that the day, the, the trial, uh, when, when the jury, do you remember where you were when the, when the, when, when, when the verdict came down? Probably Walnut Creek. Yeah, it was uh, all I was at a bar um, in the middle of the day because it was an excuse to go have a shot and a beer uh, to watch <laughs> television. Oh, this is a fun Jackie story. <laughs> this is well, it was a you'll you'll be happy to know that I was in charge of customer service <laughs> at my job. <laughs> happy to know that. So but um yeah, I just Oh, and speaking of remembering where you were with stuff, I heard some somebody's kid was was talking about how uh we we uh somebody just said, "How is it being, you know, I know you were supposed to be in a junior in high school this semester. I know you probably haven't gone to a brick and mortar school. How how, how was it?" And she said, and this kid just matter-of-factly, like it was to some extent, like nine eleven, where she goes, I remember when I heard that uh, we wouldn't be going back to school. And she said, and I realized I wouldn't see my friends again, except for online for months. And, or maybe never again, because she is, of course, 15. <laughs> and, um, but the thing is, is it was, I was like, this is going to be a big thing for these kids. Yep. But I will say the quantity time, like... Do you remember spending a year with your parents? Uh, no. When you were a child? No, not at all. No. Yeah. So this will, I mean, I think this will be interesting. Yeah. It depends on the, what the home life is, right? If you've got uh, parents working from home, it's probably kind of cool in a way. Mm-hmm. there's a cool offset. I mean, it's not cool to not see your friends and all that, but you have more time with your, your mother, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, your father, uh, I guess, I guess there's some kids have those <laughs> and, um, and then, but I mean, other families, if your parents are essential workers or, you know, they, they're leaving the house, then you're, you've got kids alone all day long in a house, which is actually pretty Even sad and frightening a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like latchkey gone, gone crazy. Latchkey. Yeah. But you don't get to, you don't even leave the house to have a key. You're just right. behind the latch, you know? Right. Right. And it's I think that, that that's, um, that's really, Oof. really sad. And, uh, I don't know. I just hope, I hope these kids can go to school in September, you know, yeah. a lot. <laughs> Do you hear about the protest today? Do you see that LA times at the Dodger at Dodger at stadium? Dodger stadium? Yeah, it was only a couple of dozen anti-vaxxers and and their and their crazy nutbag selves. They, and yeah, they should be run over. Like <laughs> there's hundreds of people in cars trying to get their lives saved, mm-hmm. and these people are interrupting it and causing it a shutdown. They should be run over, <laughs> right? Or at least gathered up with a large cow catcher. Do you know those <laughs> things on the front of the steam engine of a choo-choo? Uh, that's oh. That's a cow catcher. That's that. Now, the cows don't survive that, do they? <laughs> I don't know. Probably, uh, they've probably broken it's, a little bit. Catcher implies that it's a gentle, you know, save, <laughs> but it's actually a cow stabber, right? <laughs> well, it might be a cow scooper, but it's a okay. cow. And I think it's more in charge of um, getting the uh, getting the cow, like not hurting the train. Because if you hit yes. a cow uh, with a flat front of a train, I bet you that breaks up a train real hard since it's yeah, a 600 so. pound yes. cow. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, did you uh, do sets? I had sets uh, Monday. I had the, uh, every Monday we do a set at Flappers with the Conan writers and oh, nice. uh, whoever else is available. So it's almost always me and Brian Kylie, uh, plus, uh, Conan. Uh, no, no, Conan Conan doesn't pick up a set shows for flappers. No, right. uh, Brian McDaniel usually hosts. And then there's some, uh, you know, guess it comics. Yes. And so, uh, that's every Monday. And then Tuesday I did a, a benefit for, uh, uh, pet shelters, um, that Richie, uh, that used to work at flappers set up. And that was, that was pretty fun. Um, 
And then I haven't had a set since then. And to, I have a set tonight. Like I have to leave like a half hour after we finish talking for the live set at, at the magic, magic castle. Oh, you're doing the Tammy, the Tammy. I am. Oh, yes. I mean, you know, it's like so much fucking work for them to put this together. They got to get these permits. They got to, they got to have, they've got to be that she and Nicole are COVID compliance officers. Like they had to get all this fucking training and all this, all this shit to show it's I'm astonished and so grateful that they do it because I don't think they're making that much money because it, it no, costs a lot to do. And you know? they pay the comics. They she, pay the comics, yeah. Which is which is uh, awesome. Like we have a show tonight that when yes. this goes up. Oh, that's right. Yes. And yeah, um and we should plug it and you should go to flappers.com slash shows and figure it out. And it's gonna be amazing. It's Judy Gold and um May soon and Mary Be- wait, how do you say Mary's last name? Bekay. Uh, Bekay. Bekay. Mm-hmm. And uh Chanel Ali. So, yeah. uh, it's a cool lineup, fun, fun comedy. And we, we always have a great crowd of people that know how yeah. to handle themselves. And that's the thing about this pet shelter was, it was a fun gig, but, um, you know, it's a lot of people, a lot of animal lovers that this is our first time on zoom. <laughs> and so <laughs> just lots of conversations happening where they can't tell us being picked up. It, it, you know, I am used to comedy audiences now, like zoom comedy audiences. They tend to know what they're doing now. And every, and every yeah. once in a while you stumble onto some show where it's like, Oh, all right. These people haven't done this and they don't know they're how loud they are. And I have a show at 10 o'clock tonight that, uh, so they're like 3000 people signed up. Is it, but we can only have 1300 in it. And I was like, do you know how to push it to YouTube? Oh my God. And she's like, can you do that? And I said, okay, this is it, it's a benefit and for ALS and, wow. um, yeah. It, and it's he's, great he's on it. Um, I think, oh, I think JP Conley. Uh-huh. And uh, Josh Snyder, I think, okay. from Flappers, and then Rich Schneid- Scheidner. Scheidner, no shit, no shit. Oh, and Alonzo oh, might do a set. Alonzo, Alonzo Bowden. Yep. All right. Yeah, and that's uh, cool. Rich yeah. Scheidner, didn't he move to like Arkansas or something? Uh, North Carolina, North Carolina. Yeah. Yep. Same state. But he, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he married. He got married and moved and just. Did he, he didn't stop doing stand up, right? What's he? No, I think he know? was a. He, I think he was a, a a cruise guy though. I think he was a cruise ship dude and corporate dude. Like I don't know how much how many clubs he was still he's still doing. Right. But um, so I think he's it sort of dried up a little bit. But um, of course. yeah. So I have a set tonight right after this. Uh, I'm doing Gotham in New York. Okay, cool. And um, and I get to do like fifteen twenty. The guy said, and then Andy? this thing to what. Andy, the guy, uh, is it? It Andy hooked me up with them, but uh, or Ophira did. Uh, oh, Andy hooked me up with some of them, and Ophira hooked me up with other ones. Okay, uh, but it was a guy named Rich or Rick, okay. and I can give you that info. But he uh, super cool, and I'm gonna get to close that set, and then I got the set at ten where I get to do another fifteen, and I got to do thirty at the at the benefit I did on Wednesday, and mm-hmm. tomorrow I'm gonna do. Um, I'm going to do, you're going to do a set, right? At yeah. the 9 p.m. The Sunday services has to be late tomorrow because we got to drive uh, to Andy's mom's. And, yeah. um, and that, and so it's going to be at 9 p.m., which will be great for those of you in Southeast Asia and New Zealand. Get <laughs> up. And oh, are you kidding? Those New Zealanders, they're out partying. They're not home watching comedy on Zoom. They fucking right. did it right. They're breathing on each other. They're hugging one another. They're, They're at a comedy club. <laughs> they might be in a comedy club. And um yeah, so but that but the that lineup, it's gonna be Jared Logan and Karen Rontowski and yourself, and then Hannes Finney's gonna do a guestie, and then the new comic who I don't know very well, but who's been coming and asked is uh, cool. uh Vicky Plummer. Right on. And um and then Amanda Cohen, who who, cool. who does a lot of production on uh flapper stuff as well as doing yeah. a lot of stand-up mm-hmm. yeah so i'm 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 sort of i'm doing a weird i'm doing a bunch of podcasts with uh with with guys i don't know i vaguely yeah. like but good guys did their podcast so they seem they yeah. seem dude bros not bros 
Yeah. But good, like, did, but good, good, good men. Like, Chad Daniels did one of them. Mm-hmm. Al, I'm doing this one with Al Madrigal and Kyle Kinane. And those guys, those those guys don't hang out with douchebags, uh, except for in a work environment, right? Like, we all Oh, do. no, no, no. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Al Madrigal and Kyle Kinane have a podcast together? No, the three of us are doing some, some, uh, some podcast Monday... We're recording some podcast Monday noon. I have two and, podcasts coming up. Yeah, um, yeah. I recorded two at least two more. This people got them. And get this, Andy's starting a podcast. What on what? <laughs> uh, game design ethics. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. The ethics of game design, which, by the way, nobody uh, n- there is not a game company in the world that has any kind of uh, <laughs> ethics board at all. Wow. Yeah. It seems like he's creating a field for himself. I mean, if he can become, so. he probably already is an expert and let everyone know he's an expert and talk mm-hmm. to people about it. That might be a, like a cool way to consult. Right. 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 Nice vision board, little lateral. And, um, so like, Hey, not all women are whores and need to be murdered. Right. It's I wonder like, like that. Yeah, I, I don't think that, I don't think that, <laughs> but if they do get guests, it would be funny if they had Sarkeesian on, like Anita Sarkeesian. Um, yeah, I know that name. She said that um, there was a, uh, some Gamer sort game? of Watergate thing. Yeah, it was yeah. like, a, but with game, game monsters. And, you know, uh, yeah, they're, they're saying that was sort of the, the on-ramp to uh, Trump winning and to a lot of uh, the, the awful QAnon stuff that's happening now. Well, it's, it was real nice when these douchebags found each other. That's not why we inter- that's not why nerds invented the internet, you assholes. Not yeah. so that Nazis could find each other. It was just so that Doctor Who fans could find each other. And uh, I myself can't watch Doctor Who. A little too tense. Weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that you're not watching WandaVision, but can I tell you how amazing it was last night? Anyway. Is that Disney Plus? I have to get yeah, Disney, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Okay. So amazing. People love it and somebody said uh well could i just could i just watch wandavision and it's always from someone who i know didn't watch 22 previous films and i was just like have you seen the 22 previous films and they're like no i was like wandavision may or may not be your jam then i mean it's cool and you could just watch it and be like what is going on but this is awesome uh but it is it will be more powerful but it, you know what that's what the, that you could say that about anything like yeah. life is more powerful if you've read plenty the younger uh but i'm not going to make oh, it boy with this again not with plenty the younger again always <laughs> with this brandy's from minneapolis i read plenty the younger okay boxes <laughs> have been ticked Oh God. Uh, are you booked for, uh, Andy said the funniest thing to me the other day. He goes, at least this year you won't get a last minute. Hey, can you do Valentine's day? No, I, ha- I don't Not have true. any Valentine's day plans. It's already That's cause it's the 13th is the Saturday. And oh, I, okay. I've, I've picked up, I have three sets that night. Damn. I don't have anything. Right. And, um, well, any minute now people are gonna be like, Oh, we forgot to book women, even on this online sitting <laughs> in your house gig. Jackie, so. your Valentine's day is my mother's day. That's when my shit. Well, that's right. In. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. It's, uh, I, I think when you, after you have a kid bookers mentally put you into the unfuckable, not Valentine's day. What yeah. are the other your female comic? Right. It was oh, I sent you that that uh that link to that to the haircut comic that was working the improvs. Did you see that guy? Well, you the guy you asked me about? Yeah, if you knew that guy. I did. I know him a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I've never met him. All I know is that someone just randomly was like, Do you know that guy? He's so handsome. And so I was <laughs> like, there's no way he's funny. You, and he, I think he does well and he's a troublemaker, but, uh, you, you just don't, you don't want to hear handsome about a comic. I just, no. it's jarring. Please it's, just stop yeah. it. It is jarring. Shave and, your head or put on glasses or something. Look at Kyle offsets his beauty with glasses. Okay? And a beard. Please. 
and a beard. <laughs> and a beard. <laughs> and I'll t- I'll say this about because uh, I, I was thinking about uh, Kyle, uh, not just you, but I was thinking about the fact that um, I think that because I, I have this theory that sort of nerds or dorky dudes uh, they age better, they age really well, and I like this plan. Um, well, yeah, because the. Um, because they were sort of mocked as kids, right? Because they they have mm-hmm. they have empathy. They had to they had to learn empathy at some point, <laughs> and then they became then they sort of grew into their bodies and their and their and their skills. And so by the time they're like thirty or thirty two, they're usually devastatingly attractive for me. <laughs> like, by like just some kid that was weedy and just a biggest nerd in the world who just kind of like was too lanky or too skinny and now he's you know 32 years old and you're like that guy is an adult man who is funny (laughs) and nice and interesting and has skills and uh i'm married i'll be (laughs) over who the fuck are you talking about uh, I would love to type you some names that you wouldn't know. But, uh, <laughs> your husband is like the Paul Rudd of female comic husbands. <laughs> For sure. And Andy Ashcraft is exactly the guy I'm talking about. I mean, <laughs> he is he is more handsome today than he ever has been. Yeah. And I mean, he just and he's going to age into the like. It's going to be very irritating because uh, I <laughs> it will gonna, be. Yeah, I'm, you're aging normally and he's staying the same. Yeah, and I and I have I've had sort of auntie energy since I was 16. <laughs> so, and, and now I've got big auntie energy. So what are you <laughs> what are you going to do? I was looking at that Conan set of mine with that blue blouse that I was wearing that I thought it looked what here's what happened. It looked really cute on someone else. And I was like and then I put it on me and it looked okay, but it really really had that big ant energy mm. it real had it had a sort of an aging i don't know i'm gonna make some cookies I'll give you guys some <laughs> yeah i'm telling you our bosoms are aging us uh much faster <laughs> than anything anything going on in the face oh uh, well hey let's uh on that note let's do a break hey there beautiful people did you hear that good good news something about the baby jesus mm, he's coming back or do you mean the fact that <laughs> Apple Podcasts has named Fanti one of the best shows of 2020? I mean, we already knew that we was hot stuff, but a little extra validation never hurts, okay? Hosted by me, writer and journalist Jared Hill. And me, the ebony enchantress myself, <laughs> Travel Anderson. Fanti is your home for complex conversations about the gray areas in our lives, the people, places, and things. We're huge fans of, but got some anti-feelings toward. You name it, we fan-tie you. Nobody's off limits. Check us out every Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your Slayworthy audio. And let's also do Comic of the Week. Let's do it all. What the heck? Comic of the Week. Last week, I was like, has she been Comic of the Week? And this, this is a smart young woman right here. She emailed him. <laughs> And she said, I have not been a comic of the week. So uh, uh, squeaky wheel, Macy Isaacs, who is very funny. And Macy Isaacs is M-A-C-E-Y-I-S-A-A-C-S. And she doesn't have a Twitter that I could find. Uh, She has an Instagram, right, Kyle? Yes. And it's It's at at Macy Macy Isaacs. Yeah. And she's, she's really funny. And she wrote a very funny anecdote about meeting you. Oh yeah, oh, well, she, I think I met her on a on a Tammy show at, when they were in person uh, at the at the belly room um, at the comedy store. She's funny. She's very funny. Yeah, yeah, she's really funny. So find her, follow her, uh, give her money, uh, give her some work. What what's the, the comedy? What's the anecdote? The anecdote was that when you were, she said it was the belly room and yeah. that uh, she got off stage and you literally, <laughs> uh, which is so funny because this doesn't. It 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 sounds like an inside Lori Kilmartin's head voice, but you must have said it out loud to her. Yeah. Because as as she walked up, you you said to her, "Well, you'll do." No, I didn't. I no. That's no. What? I would never say that. That doesn't make it sense. It didn't. Well, uh, check the email. It was. Uh, it was okay. Hold on. So you'll do. What is she? Non- oh, wait a minute. She said she was very complimentary. And I'll do, pig. No, she was very complimentary and nonchalantly said, you're going to be fine. 
As okay, that's a lot different from you'll do. I mean, right. you make me sound like Chris D'Elia going up picking <laughs> off female <laughs> comics from the. No, no, no. That's not what I meant. That's not what I uh, and but and and literally the story is. And I quote, she was very complimentary and nonchalantly said, you're going to be fine as she walked down the stairs and disappeared into the night. (laughs) Because I was jealous. I'm like, I don't need (laughs) another female comic who's going to do well on my ass. I got to get out of here. You're going to be fine, Macy Isaacs. You're going to be fine. (laughs) The Lori Kilmartin, you're going to be fine. Hey, you know what? We have an ad, Lori. Did you know that? I'm excited. Please. You go for it. Okay, you know me, I love function. First of all, I love to have shampooed hair. I take at least one shower a day, even in quarantine. Sometimes two, I treat myself. I like to have clean, clean hair. Uh, But Jackie, here's the thing. We all have goals. (laughs) Be healthy, find work-life balance. I think this whole podcast is about finding balance. Improve our relationships. All right, now they're trolling me because I don't have one. Have you thought about your hair goals? Function of Beauty is dedicated to being the world leader and customizable beauty, offering uh, precise formulations for your hair's specific needs. First, you take a quick but thorough quiz to tell them a little bit about your hair type and then your hair goals, such as length and volume and oil control. And because your hair changes with the season, you can change your hair goals before every shipment. Sometimes you want uh, curly hair. Sometimes you want it stringy, Jackie. Well, I, I always want volumizer just because yes. my hair is super thick, but mm-hmm. I like to make it even thicker. Yes. And, uh, I like, um, sometimes I get pink, but you can pick your color and you could pick, uh, you, you could pick what it looks like and you can name it. And, uh, so I liked, I picked pink the first time. The second time I was like, how about green? Yeah. And so yeah. then I have, I have, uh, and you, I mean, I thought it was going to be uh, more dangerous, and then I was at a store, and there is green shampoo. But the thing is, is this is Function of Beauty, which is amazing, which is really good, and I got to pick what color it was. So if you go to functionofbeauty.com slash Jackie Laurie, you get 20% off your first order. So functionofbeauty.com slash Jackie Laurie, and they have skincare, they have hair care, they have a lot of different products, and you can do it all at functionofbeauty.com slash Jackie Laurie. I'd like to reiterate something I think you neglected to say. Never buy off the shelf just to be disappointed ever again. Seriously, go to functionabitty.com slash Jackie Laurie and take your quiz and save 20% on your first order. I think we covered it. I think so. And that quiz takes literally like 12 seconds. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I don't know. Hey, uh, I, I, I had a thing on the show this week. Yeah. And, um, so uh, I, I pitched this idea of, because Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have a podcast network. So I just pitched, you know, uh, the uh, royal, the actual royal families has their own competing podcast and it's Queen Elizabeth and Prince Charles. And so we put out the, you know, the casting notice for voice actors and who sends in an audition But Juliette Mills from The Nanny and the Professor and her husband, Matthew or Maxwell Caulfield from Greece, too. Wow. And they were fucking spot on. They're both British. I mean, it was so funny. And they they were really, really funny. And so they did it. And so it went up this week. But I just I couldn't believe it. They were so great. That is so funny. That's perfect. I uh, I think that's. See, that's uh, great. I'm trying to, I'm looking these, at this. These great actors are just sitting around, not doing anything. There's that nothing is... to do. They're available. Right. When Much I had like... another piece and we were looking at actors and there's like guys who have had lines on Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, and they're available just to do like a quick, you know, quick shoot on their iPhone at their homes. It's great. Right. Right. Uh, I'm, you know, and of course you can't be surprised. I, you know, whenever we do these shows, the comic of the week shows at flappers, which is tonight, by the way, at 7 PM Pacific, the, um, but the, the, whatever we do those shows, I always send it out to the comics that I assume eventually will say yes. 
right? Like I think, right. uh, like a, some of them, like Shondalia White was supposed to do it, but she got a writing gig, and so she um, she has to do the writing gig. Tracy Ashley has been writing a bunch, and I've been wanting to get her on the show. She's such a great comic, but she's writing. Aisha Tyler is directing a movie in right. Texas, mm-hmm. and um, Kathleen Madigan didn't respond. Uh, but the. <laughs> I think she may have muted the word Zoom in any incoming email and is just enjoying life in Nashville. I, I, t- I tweeted earlier today that my one of my favorite things about a Zoom show is when I get an early link. <laughs> an early link, and I like to be made co-host. Um, and then I was like, this is like when I did one-nighters, and I would be like, tell me the show is in the hotel I'm staying at. Oh, God, so nice. It's so not, if it's just going to be a one nighter, that's what I want to do. I want to walk downstairs. I want to eat some sort of terrible, mediocre, best Western food, go into their piano lounge, do my set, and then stumble upstairs and fall over in a heap. Jackie, you just described my dream, uh, seventies. Like I just, that's how I want to end my career. I, I, I'm not going to wow. go out like Gaff again. I, I'm not playing theaters. I want to end doing one-nighters at a Beth's Western, exactly how you said it. How about, uh, I'm thinking of booking one in Victorville sometime in the 2027s. Uh, so well, you'll drive up to Victorville. You'll stay overnight. Beautiful. You'll just drive right back. It'll be real. I did a, I did a Best Western in Victorville once, and it was painful. It was brutal. It was, it reminded me of every one nighter in the nineties. Yeah. That was exactly like that where the bar is foolishly in the center of the room. Right. And so the audience is split in half and you, there's no fixing. Yeah. It's terrible. Right. Right. (laughs) Well, Jackie, when I, whenever I do, uh, Oh, two squirrels just hopped by me on the fence. Uh, they're off to make my dog insane. Um, (laughs) But uh, uh, whenever I open my room in Luxembourg. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's, we're going to have good sight lines for every audience member. That's my number one uh, demand from management. Sight lines. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I was talking to, so I did a podcast this week, and, and one of the questions is, is what was your favorite, uh, what's your favorite venue kind of things? What's your f- favorite venue for a stand-up show? Yeah. And I was like, a room that, that has low ceilings that seats 220 with 200 people that came to see me. Oh, and my God. That by the end of it are my biggest fans, and then they all carry me off stage. <laughs> That's no, they my carry dream. you to your merch table where they buy <laughs> things they already own. And then I make fourteen hundred grand in merch. <laughs> grand? What's happening? Did you invest in uh, GameStop? What I happened? was just gonna pivot. No, I mean um, I'm not that uh, savvy. I have things very safely tucked away for uh, my old just, age. Just uh, following the Dow. Follow the no, Dow. No, I, 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 I um, stupidly sold uh, all almost every stock that I had um, when Trump was elected because I thought there's no way it's going to go over 20,000. So, um, so yeah, so you know, I've made a series of bad decisions, but I could have made worse decisions. Uh, right. But no, but I, I do know some comics that um, uh, are day traders or, or have turned into that and uh, have made a lot of money. It's really strange. You have, you have to be doing it like 18 hours a day though. It's not a, it's not a life as far as I'm concerned. Right. I joined TikTok this week. That's as much as I could do. I that's did a, not, that's not a, that's not a, that's not a, a stock it's a, exchange. It's a, it's, it's a financial decision. I'm like, <laughs> I, I became a creator. <laughs> anyway, so um yeah, I did I did my Pandora ad. I did my Spotify artist of the pick of the week and then I uh posted uh, a TikTok thing. And I'm like, all right, what what else am I what else am I doing? Plus I'm doing the Sunday show, so I've got the the flyer out and doing my spreadsheet. I spent a good portion of my and I also wrote two paragraphs in a short story. Hey. It might turn into uh, a book. It might turn into a novel. It's at least at this point a short. I'm reading, so I, I I was like I was thinking about writing 
a mystery, right? Because I've been reading a bunch of mysteries. And so I decided, I went to my bookshelves and I'm like, I remember loving Dashiell Hammett and Raymond Chandler, right? Mm -hmm. So I know Dashiell Hammett wrote The Thin Man. So I pick up um, The Maltese Falcon. Uh, I'm going to say something unpopular right now, which is I've never enjoyed it. I've never enjoyed the movie. uh, And now I'm rereading the book and I was reminded that I never enjoyed the movie. And I don't like this book. Hmm. Um, Because Sam Spade, I mean, he might as well have written 220 pages of Bitches, man. Uh, uh, But uh, (laughs) they're just just manipulative. So, I mean, I don't know if you... Did you ever read... um, well, uh, anyway, uh, probably not. I, I never read uh, a, a lot of mysteries or yeah, yeah. because and, and there's a there's a mystery writer named um, Nicholas Blake. Mm-hmm. And that's Daniel Day Lewis's dad. Mike Kaplan uh, named him Daniel Dad Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Major well, laugh against Daniel Day Lewis is married to Arthur Miller's daughter. And Daniel Dad Lewis uh, was the poet laureate of the UK. Daniel uh-huh. Day Lewis's dad, Cecil Day Lewis, was his name, and also had a nom de plume of Nicholas Blake. And he wrote the Nigel Strangeways mystery novels in the 20s and 30s. Wow. And he wrote them for money. He wrote pulp. They were just they were just fiction for money, right? And the first one is so funny because you can tell that he despises the genre in the first 30 pages. Yeah. And then he falls in love with his own character. <laughs> and he writes like six books. Ah. And they're actually quite sweet and quite funny. And it makes me like Daniel Day Lewis's dad, uh, as someone who um wasn't probably was not uh, a monster. Interesting. Like, like uh, did you ever see the thin I love the thin man. I never uh, saw the movies. Well, the the movies they're they're very funny, and um, but much but again, Dashiell Hammett has written the 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 woman character is essentially like she hangs out with the guys, she can drink with the guys, she tolerates uh, dirt bags, she thinks that they're they're interesting and exciting, and she's always there to pick up the pieces, and so she's one of the good ones, and you're just like yeah. cool um, girl. Yeah, she's the cool girl. And so it's as much as I like the Thin Man movies, um, mm-hmm. Dashiell, I've decided that Dashiell Hammett is exhausting. And so I started the the two paragraphs of this book that I've written. So now I'm an expert. I don't know if you know this. Um, <laughs> the But... Um, yeah, it just uh, I I'm I'm just I I'm scared to reread Raymond Chandler is I guess what I'm saying. I may just have to just reread Nicholas Blake. Um I I feel like I've got a good um good elements, but I don't really have a plot for my my book, you know? Yeah. But it that can come. Uh you just kind of got to like you got scenes, it. you said, right? I got a lot of scenes and I got characters and I have, uh, kind of a, uh, 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 what is it? Dewey X Machina? I don't know. Maybe so. I, I have something that's like, Oh, that's interesting. Like when I pitched it to this, uh, to my book agent, he was like, Oh, I love that. So, okay. um, so I have that, whatever that thing is. I don't know what that thing is called in, uh, well, in it's chutzpah. That's what you got, kid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's like, well, then, you know, but you know, it, it can be an, a plot can be interior as well, but we'll see. I don't know. Um, I'm reading this book called a biography called free thinker mm-hmm. and it's about, Okay, I don't know her name because she changed her name. She she was a, um, a suffragette um, in early 1900s, late 1800s, and she was run out of town when she had an affair with a principal, and that became like big news. And so she left town and completely changed her name. And I'm I, I'm in the stage of the book where she's got her regular real name, and it's it's I've got that one in my head. So when she's switched, okay. it'll switch, but. She, her, her, one of her last names, her family names is Chenoweth. I don't know if it, Kristen Chenoweth is from this family, but I think I've, I've seen on 
TV shows where she talks, she like has comes from a very uh, long line of Virginians. And um, so they might be Mayflower people. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, like this lady, both of her, her, both lines were slave owners, both her mom and her family, her dad's family were slave owners and her grandfather. I mean, this, this was the, the line in the book is, was acquitted of beating a woman to death. Like, Wow. So you did it, but they decided not to hold you responsible for it. Okay. A slave, a female slave. Um, so anyway, she comes from this, it's, it's, it's an, it's a part of, uh, you know, like my, when I'm going through ancestry, that's not what's happening over there, but it's, it's happening, you know, a couple steps down and it's just like, fuck, you know, when you, have you heard Joyle Johnson's bit about the reuniting with her extended family, including the slave owner descendants? No. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, and she's got a great chunk about it, man. It is hilarious. Joelle Johnson. Is guys. it on an album or is she just doing I it? I don't, now? I just, uh, I heard it one time, probably had to be over a year ago now. So, well, the, you know, um, the suffragette movement sort of left black women behind or completely left them behind. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> sort <laughs> like, of actually. To the point where it's going to take the Voting Rights Act in 65 for to black for black women to before you know, have before a we get into that let's just take a quick max fun break okay just so that we can do that because i think we're, yeah. we're we're coming up on an hour aren't we we are i'm jesse thorne on the next bullseye we've got the one and only ted danson we'll talk about his new show mr mayor about cheers and about the secret to success in comedy i mean i, I feel like one of your signature comedic moves at this point uh, in your career is gazing. Uh, you do a lot of interesting gazing. <laughs> I also love this. Gazing. I love that. And if I'm not, I'm going to start because that's great. That's Bullseye. Find it on MaximumFun.org and PR.org and wherever you get podcasts. But here's the thing, like, don't you feel like because, of, you know, we're raised in America, we're raised in America, and we, you kind of feel like you know American history. So spending your limited reading time, you know, reading American history is like, should I be, should I, you know, be going into Russia or something like that? But then it's like, I don't know that I know American history that well. There, nope. There's a lot of stuff, you know, I, where I just know the, the top level and, I, and the details uh, I, I, I don't know. And so anyway, this is a, what it, this is a great book about this whole, the whole suffragette movement, but also just picking up all these details of the post-civil war and, um, you know, her family, they were from rich people, but because her father was a past, this is fascinating. Her father's a pastor, right? Right. And he's, he's an abolitionist who owns slaves and he justifies it by going, well, I inherited them. I didn't buy them, right? So apparently uh, there, that was a lot of that going on. Yeah, Jefferson had he, that. Then he was like, I can't own these people. So he moves the family to a state where he can he can emancipate them, where they're safe to be emancipated, right? But it, it's just a... I don't know. And they, they, because he's an, he's an itinerant pastor. So they moved every year. Like that was the job of a pastor was to move to a new, new place every year and start over and try to convert more people. And, um, so she was just travert, you know, just family, just traversing all over, you know, the Eastern United States, uh, post civil war. And then like, she had two, Two of her brothers, uh, her 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 brothers fought on the Union side, and they fought, and their and the Southern family they left in Virginia fought on the uh, on the on the Confederate side. And when you when you hear about all this like family split in two, but then you read an actual family and what happened to it's like fuck, that's fucking crazy. I don't know. Yeah, that, you just described my junior high years. <laughs> A lot of kids. <laughs> A lot of, like I was all dog and horse crazy. You would have thought that would have transferred into boy crazy. Weirdly Mm -hmm. enough, turned into civil war crazy. (laughs) 
very weird, very weird. Uh, that's so funny too, because I've been, uh, I've been, I've been thinking about doing a bit about that. Um, cause I, uh, there was a guy, uh, much like the guys that I could not get, uh, that I could not get to be interested in, in me in junior high. So I would read these history books about the civil war and reconstruction and, yeah. I would, these old photographs, and I'd be like, well, that guy's pretty handsome. He's been dead, what, uh, oh, yeah. 100 years? 130? And uh, so I had about as much chance to get with any of those guys in those old photographs as I did with uh, <laughs> the guy who played trumpet that I had a crush on. You get a little bit more chance with the trumpet player, but I don't know, Jack. I don't know what you were like. In, uh, <laughs> uh, I was pretty solitary. <laughs> solitary <laughs> child. <laughs> Uh, I was doing laps around South Milwaukee. Uh, so, but, um, yeah, I'm looking forward. I got a couple of shows tonight. I have at least three podcasts this week. See, I'm, I'm not looking forward to others. the podcast. I have podcasts. <laughs> well, I'm also, I have to record some dork forests and... Yeah. There's this guy in Australia who likes the Dork Forest, but he <laughs> wants to sell it to Australian television. Ooh. So he, but, or radio, because it's not the video actually. It's just, uh, he just wants to make a couple of uh, test episodes, right? Yeah. And um, so we recorded one of them. And it's just, and it's just, he, we recorded for like 40, 45 minutes. He edited it down to 20. And, what I loved about it, like the one that I did, I think I told you about it last week at the penny farthing um, polo player, the bicycle dude. Anyway, whatever it was, this guy from Australia should book the fucking dork forest. Not that the dork forest isn't wonderful, but where the hell did he find this guy? This guy <laughs> founded a penny farthing bicycle polo club. What? Anyway, so I talked to him for 45 minutes and he was fascinating and adorably dorky. And so he, he cleaned that up and we're going to do another one this week with some lady who's really into fish. Oh my God. Sometimes I have to admit, it sounds like hell, Jackie. I know. Well, the thing is you're interviewing. I'm like, what? You're going to, you're going to do a deep dive on fish. Right. It sounds, the thing is, is, is. I I know that it's not going to be boring only because I've been proven over and over and over again that someone has some weird topic. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, why would that be? And then what? And then, <laughs> then you end up, that's the greatest thing about the dork forest. It's the difference between faith and believing. It's just so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to have faith. What? Hmm. Good Lord. Someone was, someone described, this is going to get, this is going to get heavy, but someone described, uh, most, a lot of fear, not, not being frightened, right. Not being afraid in the moment, but yeah. like the sort of deep seated fear that people live with sometimes, mm -hmm. um, that that is its own kind of faith. Because you, if you are afraid, if you, if you have this, you live in fear like that, you, you have a belief system that believes that has faith that the worst thing in the world's going to happen. Yeah. Which is its own faith. And uh, yeah, sure. it's just just as valid as believing that the worst thing in the world isn't going to happen. Yes. I, I, I think about my mom because uh, she um, she was constantly afraid. She wouldn't spend any money. Even at the end of her life, she had money and she was terrified to spend it. She she thought it wasn't real or it would go away. She couldn't believe that she even had it, you know? Right. Uh, like, I always thought she should have just like she, my dad always promised to take her on a cruise, right? He believed he would live to be a hundred and he was unable to stop working for even two weeks to take his wife on a cruise. Even, wow. I, I don't know that he could have afforded it, but I mean, technically they could have sold the house and just had a nice last five years together. Right. Yeah. But he didn't. And so when he died, she's like, well, I don't, I don't want to go on a cruise. I said, you should take Mrs. Kelly both of you should go on a cruise and, and just enjoy it. You're both widows have fun, but she couldn't move her head out of, she just was like, this is what I wanted and I didn't get it. And now I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to sit here and curdle in it. I don't know. <sighs> I, yeah. I, I come from a woman who was, who was incredibly frustrated, I believe. And and mostly silent but angry about it, which is uh, 
I, I, I obviously have those tendencies myself and it's so hard to break yourself out of something that you don't even notice because you were raised in it and marinated it and, and it, right. it feels normal. Here's the good thing though, is what I see you doing is in the last five years that we've really known each other is you'll take your son and go somewhere. You'll take yourself yes. and go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I'm not going to wait. I want to go to Tokyo and eat 7-Eleven food. Um, and so <laughs> off you great go. Great food. Yeah. <laughs> there, I understand. Have you disparaging 7-Eleven? <laughs> I have. I have been corrected so many times about 7-Eleven food in, in Japan. They're like, no, no, you don't understand. And I'm like, <laughs> don't. And uh, <laughs> but the um, and then and then you you know you took you took your son to Ireland. You took him to Luxembourg. You took him to Paris. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. These are these are all neat things that, uh, that your mom wouldn't have done. So, I mean, and, and, and you can, you can at least, cause we all come from this place where you're like, no, no, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't relive the, those errors or that, right. or those fears. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess everyone's dark. struggling to not be the worst part of their parents. Uh, I think we're close to an hour. We are at 58, 28. You leaned in very, uh, I'm going to say in a quite creepy fashion and the lights in your garage went out. And, uh, I, I thought, have, have, has she been moved in a profound way? Demon that Jackie. It's changed. It's pretty, this is goth Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know what else you got besides our show tonight at flappers, which everyone should come to if they want to. Uh, I'm going to do the debaters, which is the show that airs in Canada. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, it's more prep work than I thought it would be when I said right. yes to it. Yes. So I've been working through that rage, um, but <laughs> it'll be fine. Right. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. It'll be fine. It'll be fun. It's it, I'm doing it with Deanne Smith, uh, oh, fun. comics debating each other. So it'll be fun. She's great. And she's Canadian. So she'll have the upper hand cause she, she knows the, uh, how their lingo up there. I did. Uh, I think I did that show where is it the one where y- you each have to pick and it's an absurd topic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause mine was Tar- Tarzan versus King Kong, who was the real King of the jungle or something like that. Okay. And I picked Tarzan, which is clearly, like Kong didn't, th- I know that he, was Kong, wait, was Kong in the jungle? He was, uh, eh, it's it's some Island the jungle, Island sure. jungle sometimes, but Tarzan, there were, there were laws in Tarzan's jungle. There was no guns in Tarzan country. I don't know if you're familiar oh. with the first law of Tarzan. And, uh, and, uh, so, I mean, he had some sort of structure. Anyway, I won that debate. And I'm still proud of it. And it was four years ago. So did you throw like, in plenty the younger as your, <laughs> as your closing I'm, argument? I'm storming out now. <laughs> Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.